The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual listening for our 47th live show, courtesy of the East Middles Public Library. We have none other than our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Yes, I have a toy, and welcome, everybody. On today's show, we're going to have a plethora of guests. So we have um, friend of the show and playmaker extraordinaire. We have Shadow Rabbit. Hey. <laughs> We have, from the comic book school, none other than Buddy Scalera. Hey, nice to meet you. Hi, everybody out there in Radio Land. We have D. Alley. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for listening. We have Chris Burgos. Hi, guys. Uh, very awesome to be here. And we have A.A. Rubin. Hey, everyone. Glad to be here. Your energy is so awesome, A.A., right there. It's amazing. <laughs> so we're going to be talking to with and about all our guests. Before we do that, we have to take it away with the news. It's Morphin Time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks at the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 25 years of complexness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. And uh, their next convention is scheduled for the 25th and 26th of September, which is their Big Apple Silver Anniversary Expo. Tickets are on sale now, and I don't think they've announced a headliner as of yet. Also, the show, the news is brought to you in part by the fine folks at sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. And I want to give our shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, who's here, The Huracan, and Yasmin and Ray. If you guys want to have your own little shout-out, go to www.patreon.com. And look up It Came From Radio in the search bar. And for, for a dollar a month, you can get your shout out on our show. Um, since we have a plethora of guests today, we're just going to take away with one bit of sad news. So, actress Majori Armstrong Post, better known as just Marky Post, died recently of cancer. While Marky appeared in numerous shows, she is perhaps best known for her roles of Terry Michaels in 64 episodes of the TV series The Fall Guy, which ran from 1982 to 1985. She was Georgie Ann Lottie Hartman in 54 episodes of the CBS show Hearts of Fire, opposite John Ritter from 1992 to 1995. And of course, that of Christine Sullivan in 159 episodes of the NBC series Night Court, which ran from 1984 to 1992, um, reprising her role of Christine in the meta episode of 30 Rock in 2008. Um, of note, Marky also played the mom, June Darby, in a Transformers Prime animated series, which ran from 2010 to 2013. And also, she died just 27 days after the death of her Night, uh, night Court co-star, Charlie Robinson, which we talked about in last uh, month's live show. Um, you guys uh, fans of Marky Post? 
I had a tremendous crush on Lockie Post the minute I saw the fall guy or on the fall guy and still still do. It's a, it's such a sin. It's a shame. But anyway, yeah. And she also played she also played um something about Mary. She played her mom. Yes, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. That was yeah, I completely forgot. Well done, Senior Coruscant, Charlie Saladino. <laughs> so anyway, yes, I I am very was very sad about that. So what about you, Lou Shadow Rabbit? Did you uh fan of Marky Post? I can't say I'm super familiar, but uh, you know, rest in power. All right, fair enough. What about you, comic book school guys? Uh, buddy, Marky Post fan? Yeah, I grew up watching Night Court. It was uh it was such a fun show and. Uh, she was great. You know, she was just, she sparkled with energy. And, and when you see that name, you're like, oh my God, I love her. She was, uh, she was, she brought a lot of brightness to the screen. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think what's odd, a lot of people always say, I had a biggest crush on her when I was younger, as, as a senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino said. I, I did as well. What about you, AA? Are you a fan of Marky? Um, as actually Night Court, I only remember from when I was really, really young. My mom used to watch it. So I can't say I'm super familiar. Uh, but cancer sucks, you know. Um, and um, fair enough, you know, fair sad. enough. Uh, D, Night Court fan, Marky Post fan. Oh, yes, definitely a Night Court fan. I actually, we it was one of the one of the shows that we all used to watch, like as a family, which is kind of weird considering the content. When you're, I mean, I was a kid in the '80s, but it was like one of the first things I think that my dad could laugh at and we could laugh at too and watch together. So it wasn't like a kid show and we could all watch it, but I always thought she was the greatest. So. What about you? Uh, uh, where is it? Oh no, I lost oh, it. Chris, me? you're there. Yeah, yes. Me. I'm here. Hi. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's a little before my time. Um, but as, as, as uh, you know, a already said, it's, it's always pretty rough to, you know, hear someone's passing. Uh, especially when they have a following because, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, entertainers or even creators in general, um, they, they have fans, they have a base, a following. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just rough to hear that, you know, people go down like that. And, I don't know. Yeah. Um, joining us uh, late, but still with us, is our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Sperano. Am I late if I say I'm going to be late? Um, actually, you're just early for the next show. There you go. So uh, we were just talking exactly about supposed to. <laughs> we were just talking about uh, Marky Post who had passed away for our sad news of uh, this show. You a Marky Post fan? No. <laughs> just, I, I, I don't even know who we're talking about. The girl from Night Court, Marky Post. Oh. Sullivan? Yes, uh, I did like her on Night Night Court, of course. Yeah, so I'm a casual fan. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. It's funny because they've been talking about bringing the show back, um, and now Mac not with her. Uh, Mac died, and now uh, Marky Post had passed away, and uh, Harry Anderson, which was the lead, he also passed away a long time ago. So it's it's crazy that they're going to try to bring and this back. Also, also another funny lady from that show, um, and forgive me, her first name was Selma, and um, she played what the one she was the original the, Bayless. Yeah, and she was on the show like a chimney she just kept smoking and smoking and it was it, she was hysterical on that, that show yeah i used to love that show and um she was replaced by marsha warfield who's, who's still alive oh. and kicking so yeah yeah well anyway 
Yeah, that show has a lot of uh, a lot of well, about three right, three people who are gone from there. Three, four. I believe it's, I believe it's fine. Make it yeah. very hard to bring the show back then. Well, they're yeah. they're gonna have it like uh, it's the daughter of a uh, Harry Anderson. It's supposed okay. to, uh, yeah, Selma well, Diamond. Like a, Look like at a that. Thank you. Selma, you thank you, Selma Diamond. Yeah. You could have just yeah. shouted it out, you know. I have a feeling that I, um, I'm just one of those people that I have to look it up if I don't know it. So, but I know not everybody is. So I have a tendency to just kind of slip it in under the wild rather than shout out at people. Well done. Right. Well done. So she was she was a, a young seventy years old. Yeah, mm. so that's that's wild. Seventy is young. Seventy is young. Yeah, and well, and still and still so beautiful. She was still an attractive lady. I always liken her to like the Marianne of our time, of, of my age, because Marianne yeah. was like in the seventies, and she was more of the eighties type wholesome uh, young lady who was a well, actress. That's a fair comparison. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So you're going to say something, Charlie? Yeah, I was going to say in the fall guy, um, there was uh, this young lady, Heather Thompson. Or Heather something. Thomas. Heather Thomas, yeah. <laughs> it's a sin because I met her at ABC. I should know her name. <laughs> but uh, Heather Thomas and Monkey Post were in that series. Yes. And uh, it, it was definitely eye candy for uh, young men. <laughs> Fair Just enough. wanted to make that point. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And as as the guys were well, for the girls, I mean, they had some nice looking guys on that show. Yeah, so. I, I I I would agree. Uh, D, were you a uh, family um, Fall Guy fan? Eh. <laughs> well, you probably don't even know <laughs> Fall Guy was. You're so you're, actually you're my. My father and my grandfather used to show us a lot of old stuff. So right. I was raised well, on Buster Keaton and the Marx Brothers. After that, right. everything's yeah. late. So. Yeah, because it, it's like that's why I'm the senior correspondent. Mark asked me all these questions about stuff I've seen, actually. And you used to work anyway. at ABC, so that helps. Yeah. So that's it for the, for the sad news. We're going to move right into our, our guest, well, our, one of our guests, a uh, friend of the show, Shadow Rabbit Art, Clay Guy. Um, you were actually on one of our last shows in person in the studio. Yeah, uh, over over yeah. a, a year. In the before time. <laughs> That's right. I think the last actual guest we had, well, she's not here, was Jen. Yes. But, um, but the last he, time we were all together. He was there. Um, we yeah. had a, he was yeah. part of our uh, most cursiest show. <laughs> As, I was like that wasn't all my fault. It was like a Tarantino script that day. Um, we had interviewed um, the Power Ranger from the PowCon, uh, Christopher Kamen Lee, and he has the record of the most curses on our show at 37. Yeah, 37 curses. In a, and, in a, I, and, <laughs> and that was a blast interviewing him because I knew you were going to be going crazy in editing, Mark. Yes, yes, was I was. Hysterical. Now, is that he has the record as a one sole guest how many curses were in the Soprano uh, con interviews uh, as, as total. still not, still not more than 37. 
<laughs> really? Yes. Even the one that we did at that nightclub. Yes, correct. Yep. Correct. Wow. Yes. I, 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 have, I have to count. I have to make notes. So, Charlie, yes. next time you see the Soprano guys, tell them to up their count. They, they let me down. <laughs> I, I, I tried to do it this time, but, you know, they were all very subdued. <laughs> Seriously. They're getting older, you know. Yeah. Adi, Adi if that's Pasquale a challenge, we might rise to it. So. Say, no, it's not a cursed challenge. Not a cursed challenge, no. Yeah. Story of the Conqueror. Let's, let's go for the records, kids. Come on, let's do it. So, Shadow oh, Rabbit, man. how have you been? That's, I mean, that's where I was going with all that. How have you been now. since that time? Oh, that's an interestingly loaded question there, <laughs> my man. I, um, I'm kicking along, man. What can I say? You know, I'm a little disappointed. Um, we never got the zombies, but uh, <laughs> give it time. There's the always next era. year. Not gonna work. I make that joke sometimes. It's getting harder to laugh at it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. You know, it's it sucked. <laughs> if we don't get it from the Delta, maybe we'll get it from the Theta or the Lambda variant. The so lambda, lambda, lambda move. With, yeah. with all this time, since you are normally working at home by yourself anyways, doing your, yes. your, your creative process, did you find it easier or more difficult to, to be now purposely locked down to do, forced to do your uh, work? I mean, yeah, no, it's about the same, man. I, I really like doing the cons just because I kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's just uh, an outlet to be able to hang out with other people who do weird stuff and, and hopefully appreciate it. So I do miss that tremendously. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I found the YouTube community over the last year and they've been awesome. And um, I do my best work between, you know, one and five in the morning anyway. So it doesn't, it doesn't really affect my uh, work output. So for those and people, stuff um, out pretty good. so for those people listening, on the air, which is going to be broadcast later, but there are some people on our YouTube page which they can always check it out. And there's some people in our audience, our live studio audience here. Um, why don't you show them some of your works? That way people can get familiar with what you do. Okay, well, the thing I do with the cons, which is what I'm doing right now, is I take a little piece of clay and I start making stuff. So here's a bunch of different colors, and I was going to start making a little Starro. So let's see if I get them done... Uh, See if I get them done before the uh, the episode's over. But I also make anything. So when it's over, hopefully not, it'll... I am not leaving the show. I am just... I want to show you something Shadow Rabbit did for me. Hold on. He's going to go on and pull up on our YouTube page. <laughs> so is there like a time limit you give yourself to do your projects, uh, Shadow Rabbit? No, man. I, I don't put a time on it. You know, I... I uh, Look at it more like mercenary work. You know, you get a you get a job, you go do it, and if you finish it quickly, you can just lie in the sun a little bit longer. Is, is it something that, as they say, uh, sculptors? Because that's what you are. You just gotta think about no. it. that the image is in the piece of clay, or does it form as you make it? I I am but a vessel. <laughs> I don't really plan stuff out ahead of time, man. I um. I find it cathartic playing with clay. It helps me get out all the uh, many weird things that uh, <laughs> that I've got going on up here, I guess. So um, if people give me a commission, they want it to look like something. Hopefully it comes out towards the end of it looking a lot like it. Uh, <laughs> I don't get too many complaints. So um, so that's good. But, you know, I mean, I really uh, – making stuff makes me happy. And hanging out with other weird people makes me happy and inspires uh, me to keep wanting to do this so 
It's the biggest piece you've ever made because some of those range in size quite a lot. So I'm working with epoxy sculpt right now. So it's a two-part putty, basically. I, I was doing um, like polymer clays for a long time, but this stuff I like a lot. It's um, get about an hour of work time on it, you know, per, per mix. Right. And it's gets really yeah. hard after it dries. There's, it cures without smell and um, you don't have to cook it. So that means I can start embedding stuff like, uh, you know, lights and really anything, you know, I can, I can work really mixed media on them. And I, and if you don't have to cook it, you don't have to be, uh, you know, beholden to whatever size oven or, or okay. Jimmy rigged kiln you've got in the, in the garage. Mine is an old smoker that I found by the way. But, um, so, yeah, so now I can make stuff, you know, pretty big, you know, without too much consequence. Wow. That is very cool. And again, I can put like lights in it. Wow, that is awesome. <laughs> okay. so, that's incredible. That, that is, is seriously cool. Amazing. So everybody, you need my uh, you need my mailing address. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right. It's all commission work, so you yeah. know, cool. Hit me up Yo. with whatever uh, whatever yeah, floats your boat, sad. man. <laughs> weird stuff costs a little extra, but other than that, man, I. Uh, how what do you consider weird? Yeah, yeah. Man, we, we get the uh, buddy Scalera. Three guys are all like, school what's weird? What's weird? What kind of fetish can I get through this? Hey, man, you know, I'm just a dream weaver. Tell me what's on your mind. We'll make it happen. It's exactly what I exactly what I did. Uh, I was talking to Shadow, and then we get, I said, I love my dog. My dog's the sweetest dog. If I had to think about what she would be, she would be a a flower child of the 60s. So I sent Shadow some pictures, and he made this amazing, amazing thing of my dog yeah. as a flower child. And even with my dog's trademark little <laughs> white that's spot fantastic. over there. When but my wife first met Shadow. She's like, oh, we should get him to do our dog. We'll yeah, get that's on incredible. that. That is incredible. Yeah. But, that's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, uh, he, he did an amazing job. No. Amazing job. Dude, thank you. I mean, he's very talented. Anyway. How do, you, how do you get into something like that? This is just what I've been doing, you know, my whole life. I mean, um, since I was a little kid, you know, just have a piece of, uh, you know, non-drying clay and making little monsters and dinosaurs and soldiers and whatever, you know, just playing with them, you know, you could, so, you could do anything. Cool. Play-Doh was heaven, right? Yeah, man. I, I mean, still is, you know, I got kids now and they want to play with uh, Play-Doh or clay. It's like, all right. You, but you can eat the wisely. Play-Doh. You can eat the Play-Doh, but you can't eat the clay, right? That's rule number one. Rule number one, do not eat yes. the clay. Don't eat the clay. Technically yeah, don't, don't eat the clay. Don't eat the Play-Doh. You can eat anything one time, but don't don't eat the clay. <laughs> you can eat it one time. You can eat hemlock once. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, we don't recommend it. Don't eat clay. Don't eat stuff. No. Don't eat stuff? Yeah. Don't eat if it if you can't buy it in like the food section of the grocery store, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. eat it. I would like to continue kidding, but someone might take it serious. So yeah, please yeah. do not put anything that's not food in your face. 
<laughs> and camping yeah, radios yes. does not condone people putting stuff that they can't that's not edible. <laughs> Look, I Mark. swear to God, I'm 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 working up like a little card to go with my sculptures now. It's like, hey, you know, thank you so much. Don't eat these. Don't eat these. Please well, don't eat these. Do you Mark, make do you sure they don't have the smell? Do you make sure they don't have that smell that entices the kids to eat them? <laughs> What smell entices kids to eat them? I'm not. I'm not like spraying all of them. Spraying pixie dust. Any smell entices kids. Yeah. All, all the if smells. If it's the same, they'll put it in their mouth. My, my kids will chase each other with their diapers, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My son will eat anything as long as it's not dinner. Right. Right. Yeah. If it's Otherwise, chicken nuggets and peas, they won't yeah. touch it. Yeah. Kids will. Kids will eat paste for Christ's sake. I mean, they'll eat anything. But yes, they won't eat food. Talk about Tide Pods. Yeah, Tide Pods. I was going to say, oh, Mark, do you want to be responsible for the next Tide Pod thing? Because, like, eating See, Shadow Rabbits. I won't make the... I just know I had something really funny I'm thinking, but I won't make it on live video. Thank you. The comments. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, go so for I, it. I, I can say that despite that you have... That you're a vessel, as you say, and, and I remember when you were on our show, I used to press you on what is the weirdest, craziest thing you make, and you said you'll make anything. So I would say you wouldn't make clay that looks like people food. smile. <laughs> I don't care. About that. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's this how they thing's do gonna make... look like a gummy bear when I'm done with it, probably. <laughs> but like they do use like clay and artificial materials to make like a lot of the a lot of the photos you see of food and hamburgers. This yeah, a lot of the uh, food you know in in those isn't really food. I mean, yeah, no, it's all like it's like coffee that's not actually printed now. Yeah, what was that, D? Most of it's 3D printed now. Really? They use the clay for soft things like cheese on your hamburger, mm. cheeseburger, or uh, lettuce, tomato, pickles, that kind of thing. But like the burgers and buns, most of them are like 3D printed. Wow. I came I home last know. night and my wife was watching something on her phone and I hear them saying that they're going to start 3D printing protein made from vegetables for food purposes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, Part of me is like, that's really cool because clearly we're getting to that almost Star Trek replicator. And then another part of me is like, I don't trust that. <laughs> but I want my food. Green, right? You were like, it's just soil and green. Yeah, it's soil and green. Like, I don't know. Like, how is that even sourced for $3 yeah. an hour by people who get no breaks? Right. Basically. Listen, if it comes with a card that's got Shadow Rabbit's name on it, don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. That's 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 the warning. That's that's the warning. There um, was a show on um, Amazon where it was like not called Afterlife, but it was all about like being digitally uplo- uploaded. Was the name of the show? Has anyone seen the show? I haven't. And no. they reference like basically having three D printers making food, and I'm like, oh my god! So they must know it's coming, and <laughs> they did it. It, it kind of disturbs me. You see that? would know it would be Amazon, right? <laughs> of course it would be Amazon. Amazon will put it out. You see that, yeah. Shadow Rabbit? You're on the cusp of the future right here. <laughs> hey, man. We're always on the racer's edge. Uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be kind of cool, man. page of Google to figure out what it's made from. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. The, the, so the... you don't use paint, right? Everything is the color of the clay itself? Yes, sir. Yeah, I never was uh, much for painting. I can finger paint a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I just have, you know, I, I mix my own, uh, my own waxes and stuff now. So oh, wow. I just have okay. a ball of colors. So you take and... the colors of the clays and you mix it together to get the clay you want for 
Yeah, spot. pretty much. So has there so, ever been a situation where you needed a color and you didn't have it and you just had to work around it or you just go to a clay know, store and they, they know you by name and they just give you tons of clay? No, I mean, uh, you know, you can get all kinds of whatever's got the right, dye, you know, coloring to it. You, you can mix in actual, you know, food grade dyes and stuff like that, too. Oh, OK. Did you say food grade Dye? Don't you put it in your mouth, Chris. Don't put it in your mouth. I use non-toxic stuff. I mean, you know, I've consumed a lot of this. Honestly, it's it's kind of a concern of mine. Uh, I, you know, I went out doing what I loved, and uh, what can you say? You're gonna need but, to uh, make a clay statue of yourself with a, like an X to it, like the Ghostbusters sign of you eating it, and like, don't eat this stuff. If it comes to it, you know. But, you think Ghostbusters? I think Roadhouse, where like they got a sign in the bathroom that says "Don't eat the big white mint." <laughs> I'm a hoghead. Holy guys, no. throw it out. So, um, we're almost out of time for our, our, our. We're getting close to our break. So, Shadow Rabbit, do you want to throw out your social media stuff? You want to mention where people can find you? Mention people commission you, and um, what kind of price range are we talking? That's important to know. I, I will work with you on the prices, obviously. Um, you know, I mean, I can't do something crazy expensive for super cheap, but I mean, I'm not trying to price anyone out here, you know, work with me on it and we'll make something awesome for, you know, so no one both of come our price ranges. And go like, I want a two foot high, three foot wide bust. I'm going to pay you $20, but give you great exposure. <laughs> yes. I mean, exposure is awesome. And I really appreciate everyone's time. But sadly, at this point, um, these materials are sort of expensive. So, you know, I mean, I, I always, always enjoy meeting new people and getting that high five. But, uh, you know, I mean, work with me. I'm not trying to rip anyone off. I'm not on nickel and dime and any of that stuff. If you were to give a rough estimate, that pickle Rick, what would something mm -hmm. about that size be? I'll work with you for 300 maybe on that. that that's good. That's real, about fair. Real quick, where do you buy the, where do you buy the clays? Like in a Michaels or, in, or all like... over the place. I mean, I'm working out uh, the the larger hardened stuff is epoxy sculpt by Aves okay. Studio. Okay. There's other ones, you know, Magic Sculpt and you know other. Do you, you know, so go to a store? Or you buy it online. He has a supplier. I've been online. Now. Yeah, I've, I, yeah. yeah, he got a guy. He got a guy. He's got a guy. He's got a it. And then the waxes I mix myself. You know, it's it's uh, just um. Uh, non-drying clays and, and different type of waxes that you know. Remember, kids, the, the first one is free. Like. <laughs> yeah. So throw out your uh, social media places and your website so that people can go and you can get find you. me on the Instagram at uh, Shadow Rabbit underscore Clay underscore Guy because it's a name apparently. <laughs> so, and you can hit me on my website uh, www.shadowrabbitart.com. Or you can throw my signal in the sky or say my name three times in the mirror. Whatever gets you off. I don't care. Uh, happy to work with anybody. And I really appreciate everybody. All right. So with that, we're going to take our break. And we'll be right back with it came from the radio. Hi. You've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or a product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark 
at mfc underscore studios at hotmail.com. At Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin in the month of July, get ready for Sinister War from Marvel Comics, Infinite Frontier from DC, and Amelia Clark's Mother of Madness from Image Comics. Make sure to join our membership program where you can save 10% on every purchase. And mark your calendar for free comic book day on August 14th. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 8, Thursday from 2 to 7, and Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, located at 846 Merrick Road in Baldwin, New York. Call us at 516-763-1133. Thank you and stay safe. This is the amazing Kreskin. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Looking to sell your entire comic collection? Have that one key issue you're trying to unload? Well, look no further than Royal Collectibles, your friendly neighborhood comic book shop. Buying and selling comics, toys, and merchandise with experience in the industry for over 30 years. From Golden Age comics all the way up to the present, they want to buy your stuff. Reach out to them online at www.royalcollectiblesonline.com or give them a call at 718-793-0542. That's Royal Collectibles in Forest Hills, Queens, New York. Hey everybody, this is Todd McFarlane of the Record Setting Spawn comic series. And if you're looking for any kind of cool conversation about creators, about entertainment, about all that good stuff, you go to It Came From The Radio. You're listening to the right spot. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to We Came From Radio, the Comic Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking for our 47th live show, virtually distancing, of course, courtesy of the East Metal Public Library, where they have tons and tons of new program each and every single day for free. You guys want to check it out? You can go to www.eastmetal.info. And we, beyond our show, they have tons of other things like crochet. They have yoga. They have um, story time. They have movies. They have tons and tons of free stuff. So, guys, you should always go check it out. And our show is on the first, uh, the second Wednesday of every month. So you can join us there. Go on to www.eastmetal.info. And I am here with our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Mansferrano. Hello, everybody. And we have our guest who we're speaking to with and about. We have awesome Shadow Rabbit Clay artist, Shadow Rabbit. Hello again. We have from the comic book school, we have Buddy Scalera. Hey, everybody. It's Buddy Scalera. Nice to see you out there in Radio Land. <laughs> we have D Alley. Hey, everybody. Nice to be back. We have A.A. Rubin. Hey, guys. What's up? And we have Chris Burgos. Hey, guys. So we're going to be talking about the comic book school. So, you know, it's funny. I have to, I have to mention that um, I've been seeing your advertisements around and you usually go CBS. And I'm like, is there some type of legal thing going on that you can use CBS? I was Listen, wondering that myself. We don't use their imagery. There's lots of things that have the initial CBS. We are not the commercial broadcasting system. Whatever system. they are. System. Yeah. system. Is it system? Is it system? Station. Yeah, I don't know. Station? Station sounds right. 
Sam, who knows? We're comic book school. So we're Doesn't matter. Completely different thing. And that's good enough for us. So yeah. So what is the comic book school? Do you learn about comics? Do you learn how to make comics? What is comic book school about? I guess it's me uh, to explain. <laughs> well, I think everybody's waiting for you to say something. Do I, it, buddy. I, thought, do I was it. hoping explain somebody it. else would, would answer up. Um, comic Book School is a community-based uh, learning group that is focused on the craft and business of making comics. And, and it's not just for people who want to dabble, although we have some dabblers, it is for people whose aspiration is to make comic books their uh, gainful employment. So we spend a lot of time helping each other out. Many of the schools have a different way of teaching. Our way is to build a supportive community on our message boards to work together to have our first comic book publishing experiences. Um, my background is as a Marvel Comics writer, um, and before that as Wizard. Um, so I have a nice network of colleagues and pros and peers who've been teaching at our live events like New York Comic Con and Chicago and L.A. and Philly. Um, and over the, I don't know, 2019 to now, we started to migrate all of the learning and education online. And it was pre-COVID. And what we think is the way to go for our community is to give people experiences. We can explain how comics are made, uh, but our way is to put hands on the keyboard. And then I'll pause in a minute to, to allow the, the, the editors in the group to comment. But really, we, we learn by doing. And, um, you know, it's okay to not make your first comic book that you put out perfect. But we try to get people over that hump of not being able to do it because they haven't done it. They haven't done it because they didn't do it yet. So we got them over the hump and our first publication uh, was an anthology that won so far uh, two major awards in the industry. We're real proud of that. And we're now working on our, you know, we only, we've only announced two of them so far. The third is not announced, although everyone, on, everyone in comic book school knows we just won another award. Um, but uh, so, I have my editors here and one of my award-winning writers. What did I miss, uh, comic book you school? You forgot to mention, in? buddy, that you that we provide all this education for free, unlike some other places, that you might have to pay to have access to the people in Buddy's network. All of comic book school's programming, all of the forums, the message boards, all of the um, information on the website, is all the resources are entirely free. And we are not one of those places that pick and choose only the best top of class. You know, I have been personally mentored by the richest and best people in the world in order to get the top spot. Um, if you're interested in comics, we want you in. And, you know, no matter what your level, uh, we'll work with you to get you to where you want to go because we all want everyone to succeed. So we work together as a community. We work together to promote each other, whether you're a writer, an artist, a letterer, a colorist, an editor, a newbie to all of this. And you don't even know what any of that means. Like you can just have seen your first comic, you know, and you're 62 years old or you can be, you know, 17 and have written comics since you were four. We like everybody like we don't discriminate. So how important yeah. is it to maintain that free level? 
you know, I have to say it's um, it's it's important enough that we accept uh, that we are all chipping in uh, time and money uh, to make this happen. It's it's a fair question. Um, there are a lot of resources out there that you can learn from. I think what's more important that we try to drive home is that none of us are teaching, including me. Um, we are conduits to people who are uh, expressing what they do on the page. So we don't we don't ask somebody like to do an interpretive dance of how they make a comic book and try to explain it. What we just say is just show us what you do. Show us how you do it. Um, and we find that many, many uh, people in the industry are willing to pay it back or pay it forward because everybody in comics knows that somewhere, somewhere along the way, someone helped them and gave them the hand up. And a lot of these people are now using this to pay back. So we're trying to keep this free. We, we will at some point sell swag or some other collateral materials to keep uh, expanding what we do, but we would really like to keep the core of the learning free so that there are, are no barriers for creators who want to explore this uh, because, um, you know, writing a check can be a barrier for some people, for others not. Uh, so at some point we'll be uh, in a better position to either accept donations or sell swag, but ultimately right now it's pretty important for us. We all donate a lot of time to this to keep this free. That's awesome. Dominic, you got a question really for the group? Awesome, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you, get, you got lost there for a second? You got... No, it's just like I've known Buddy since 2009. I went to actually when he was doing, um, and I've said this story many times, he was doing the, uh, the panels at New York Comic Con. And if it wasn't for Buddy, I wouldn't have met several people and we wouldn't have created Pronto Comics. And actually the person that I met should be our guest next month, Achilles Yadel. So because of Buddy and because of how his particularly creator connections, which he's been kind to have me come and talk at for like, well, up until COVID basically, <laughs> until COVID destroyed everything, um, it, it, we, there wouldn't have been a Pronto Comics if not for Buddy. So I don't have any questions because I know the story very well and I know what Buddy, what, what Buddy does and I... Um, I just think the world of him. I think he does an amazing job promoting comics. Aw, so sweet. We all kind of feel that way. <laughs> so why don't you talk a little bit about the creator connection? Um, I thought it was a really cool idea. I've actually been to a couple. I've met Buddy like uh, 10 times for the first time, every time. And I always have to <laughs> remind him the story of how we know each other. It's like, oh, yeah, and I remember you, which is, which is kind of cool that you know so many people, but you, it's, it's, it's in there. So how did that come to be? Um, in the earliest days of uh, New York Comic Con, I mean, I started comic book school years and years ago with my with the wizard stuff. <laughs> yeah, my wizard stuff. You can see my photo reference books behind me. Um, but when the very first New York Comic Con hit off, Dominic, do you remember what year first NYCC was? I think it was 2007, 2008. Yeah, One so of those. It, was, it was pretty early. And um, yeah. I, I hooked up with them and I was like, well, we'll do educational panels. And they basically gave me a room uh, for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And they were like, okay, this is your room. And there was basically nine hours to fill in each room each day. And I, I was like, I don't have that much to say. And um, it was just trying to figure out things that people needed. But the one thing that I felt was um, missing 
was this connection. I would see people walking with a portfolio. I might see Dee walking with that large portfolio, obviously full of art, but I don't know, is she an art buyer, a collector? Is she an artist? Is, you know, what, I don't even know. We, we don't even know what's in there. And it's awkward, even though I'm very outgoing to walk up and, and introduce yourself and ask that question. I thought, well, there's got to be a better way to make a human connection. So once you make that connection, that connection is what bridges that conversation. I just thought, well, what if we could bridge that conversation? And it was just kind of made up on the spot. Um, and it worked. And Dominic was one of the early people. And, you know, it, it has evolved. Like in the early days, we didn't know what exactly it would be. So we did the first one. And then in the second one, I said, well, I'm going to show you what a follow-up email looks like when you get introduced to people. Ari, you know this one. Or I'll say, I, this is what a follow-up email is. And I'll tell people, people are looking in their, their hands on it. I go, take a picture of that. And then everybody takes their phones out because they don't know they haven't had that experience. So what we're trying to do is say, meet people. And then Dominic, you know, don't just meet, mm. if you're a writer, don't just try to meet an artist, meet everybody, meet the people who are here because you're like-minded people, cosmic forces have put us all together. Let's, you know, keep that rolling. So it, it was really out of the observation, how challenging and difficult it is, even for an outgoing person like me to walk up to somebody and strike up a conversation about making comics together. And um, it just continued to evolve. You know, people like Ari, people like Dominic, people like Chris who would come year after year would then give me ideas. And somebody like Dominic would go, hey man, I published a comic based on what we did in comic book, Creator Connection. I was like, oh, well, come up and talk about that. So it's, an, it's a living thing. I feel like I lit the fuse, but I think really the explosion is, is everybody. And, and everybody takes credit for it. it it's, it's a shared credit. I find that um, it's like professional speed dating without any type of romantic interest involved. Yeah. I, I really like how yeah. you work that. Like you, you, you are so interactive with everybody and you know, a lot of artists are very introverted. So um, how do you manage to overcome that in this situation, trying to show people stuff who are introverted? <laughs> Well, we, we do a demo and I think Dominic is definitely one of the people we would literally demo in the yeah. front room. It's like, come to the front of the room. And I'd say, here's how this is going to go. D come over here. You're going to stand here. I'm going to say, D I want you to meet Dominic. Dominic, you're going to meet D D what do you do? I'm a writer. Okay. Dominic, what do you, I'm an anchor. Okay, cool. Talk. And then we leave, we walk away. And what that does is it leaves these two people with, Oh, you're right. Oh, and then we would demo that. We would demo how that is going to go because guess what? Nobody teaches you that. So that moment that we go, oh, that's how that's done. Yeah, that's it. Now do your thing. But it's not. It's not only that you demo it. Um, Buddy's actually very active in the panel, and if he sees somebody not talking to someone, he will pull them over and bring them to somebody else and say, okay, you guys talk now. Um, and and he does that throughout the panel for for people yeah. who are not as yeah. um, outgoing, maybe. Buddy actually wrapped you. Because he drafted me a couple of times, and I started like helping make make the room work too. So it's uh, yeah. very nice. it, it's it's one of those things where um, I, I went to San Diego for the first time uh, two years ago before the end of the world hit, and uh, they have their own form of it. But it's literally like speed dating, where it's like you're sitting at a table. You do have to pre-register for it. You're sitting at a table, and it's like the artists 
are gold. So you guys don't move. The writers are the ones that have to shift seats. And it's like, okay, this is, this is very organized and it's nice and cute and everything. And it was nice. But the thing about the way that Buddy does it with the Creator Connection at New York Comic Con is that it, it's so chaotic. And it's like, there, there's, a, there's a funness to the chaotic. And it's, it's also one of those things where it's a challenge to the people that are there, where it's like, you're kind of always on the prowl for who is not speaking to somebody. Let me go grab them. Who, yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, you want to be like, like um, imagine like there's like, like separate armies, like the <laughs> Greeks against the Trojans and they're staring at each other down, like screaming at each other. It's like, you're ready to go. And Buddy's just like, okay, we have 90 minutes, guys. Go, click. And then it's like the battle, just people just going at it. And it's, it's really fun to be part of those connections because you get to meet everybody and you also develop strategies that work good for you as far as like how to meet people in your own way. Um, like I'm that guy that like, I don't remember faces at all. I'm horrible with faces and putting names to faces. So I'll just, I hold like when someone gives me their business card or whatnot, I have them hold up the card to their own face while I take a picture in my camera. There you go. And okay. then, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'll take, instead of looking through my business cards that I've collected, I'll look through the photos first and be like, oh yeah, I remember the conversation I had with this person. Let me find their card. Okay. Let me email them back after this. So yeah, it's a strategy that I've, I've developed over, I think I've been doing the connection uh, nine years now. Jesus. Well, and by the time you got to 2019, it seemed like a well-oiled machine. Like I had never been to a con before and 2019 was my first con, like way to get one in right before (laughs) the end. Right. And I walked in and buddy just took one look at me and goes, I like you red. You're coming with me. And he, he led me around. Like I was like, Oh, have you met my friend Ed? And every, everybody's buddy's friend. Like you're immediately buddy's friend. So I went there and I was not, was not I mean I am outgoing but like I was not in a place that I was like I'm gonna meet people I'm gonna shake everybody's hand and buddy was just like this is my friend Aaron have you met Aaron have you met D this is this is red okay red you're Irish right this guy looks Irish talk to this guy and every five minutes he'd come back and I was like you must really like me he's like no he does this to everybody that's just buddy that's buddy everybody's buddy and he's and he became my comic book guy he's like i refer to buddy as my comic book guy and i met all of these people in the community because he just is that outgoing and that involved and that passionate about helping people out so buddy is that your real name buddy people right (laughs) and then he gives you these questions like he says you're an inker you're you know an artist you know what projects do you have what could you help you with? What could you help them with? Like, like, have you read the other's work? Do you have a social media exchange? Like he gives you just everything you need to make the connection. And then, you know, within a week, you know, he goes, he goes, look, if you do nothing else, and this is the thing that I learned from buddy that made me like the part of this community that makes me happy to be here. He goes, if you do nothing else, follow up with the people you got business cards from work from Chris's pictures, right? Just follow up, just send him an email right? And the six or seven people that responded, I'm still talking to post pandemic. And I'm working with most of them in comic book school, making things, doing things, getting things done. And it's like, I didn't have that before. Yeah. The follow-up is the hardest. Yeah. Trying to get people to really follow up. Because when I first connected with Achilles, I must've gotten about 20 cards or so when I was an inker looking for inking. 
And he, three months later, because this was when Comic-Con was in February. So in May, he's like, hey, and he finally gets back to me like, so I'm working on this thing. We're going to, with a bunch of people, we're going to put together a book, which turned out to be like Pronto's first anthology. He's like, I'm going to need an inker. We're going to need an inker. And like, but out of 20 people, like one person eventually gets back to you. That's the hardest part. But the thing I like the most about Creator Connections, and I've heard buddies scream it out, is like, he'll get a writer, he'll get an artist, but then he'll find an inker and he'll find a letterer. And then he's like, I've got a creative team. And then when I'd be sitting at the panel, he's like, now go talk to Dominic. He's a publisher. And he'd like try and make a whole team ready so you can make a book. And if you can get people that really follow up, then you can actually produce something. And if you could get those unicorns, those letterers, the when letters. I went, there were, you know, a wall of writers and a wall of artists. And then there were a right. couple of people who were colorists and there were two inkers. And then there was one letterer, one yeah. unicorn letterer. in the letterer. group. You want and that letterer. Was just like you, you're going to meet a lot of people today. <laughs> yeah, you want that letterer. And the, and the other thing is that um, since, since the pandemic, since we haven't been able to um, do this in person, that we've brought it online with the uh, forums that we have. There are forums at create.comicbookschool.com. And um, there is a Creator Connection section on there, but there's also an annual anthology where we have, um, which is new for Comic Book School. We never had, it was Creator Connections, but there was never a, you were on your own to make your comics. And now um, over the last couple of years, We've been working on putting out these anthologies that uh, that Buddy mentioned in his introduction, um, and people who meet through our community now actually have an outlet. We have them do an eight-page story. Um, we did the first one was unthemed. We're working on the second one now that's uh, getting ready to uh, be released, um, hopefully by uh, New York Comic Con this year, and. Um, you can meet someone through comic book school. You can start working with them and then you can actually publish a story with the people you meet through, um, through our community now, um, which is something new. And the anthology's name was, is actually creative creator connections after the panel. The first one was panel one and the upcoming one is going to be panel two. Um, so that's, even if you have are familiar with comic book school and you've been to buddies panels before, um, this is something new that you might not be aware of. Uh, that yeah, I think the I think what Ari brings up also is this idea that um, you 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 know every year you would see very um, similar faces, not always the same. You'd see a lot of the repeat faces, um, but year after year you'd say like, "Hey, what did you produce in the last 365 days?" And they would often have not made enough progress. And what happened was um, Dee and I were talking after the show and Dee had a vision of like a 12 issue maxi series that would spin off into, you know, its own thing. And I was like, you, you just do eight pages. And she was like, wait, what's eight pages? And I'm like, that's the standard backup for Dark Horse, Marvel, DC, just do an eight page backup. And you know, D has a D and I both come out of marketing and advertising agency life, and we built a project plan together. Uh, and I sort of challenged her. I was like, "Write a project plan." I just figured, out who, who knows if I'll ever see her again. And she followed up, and I thought, "Wow, this this is a person who's really going to go somewhere because she follows up in a business like way." And then we started to bring other people in, like Ari and Chris, and just people who we we were 
we knew the anthology, we thought, okay, well, if we have uh, Dee's story, we'll have one, maybe we'll get one other from another. We thought maybe we get two or three, and I, we, we didn't even know what we would do. Maybe we'll put it in the anthology. That kind of came later to be completely transparent. We, we didn't really have much of a plan. Uh, by the time we were done, it was 144 pages of anthology uh, of the 32 contributors, I think 27 of them, this was their first published credit. And uh, so far it's won two awards. As you know, there's, there's more coming, um, but more than anything, it, 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 it tipped over for a lot of people, right? For somebody like Chris, who was like, you know what? My property is viable. I'm gonna continue publishing it under my own imprint. And we have other people who are seeing the viability of their work and, and it was just sort of like, you just had to, to step over that line. And we've enabled people to step over that line. And now we're bringing additional people in. Like Ari has this aesthetic of saying, can we put prose with illuminated manuscripts with prose of pictures? We were like, sure, right now, no, you know, it's free. You know, you don't, want, you don't want to read it. You don't have to read it. But what this has done is then given other people an opportunity to get their name in print. I'll be... I'll, I'll be publishing my first short story in, in almost 20 years because Ari, Ari was like, well, let's do some prose, right? So it's not just me, you know, I got a lot of the credit for it. And, and that's because I'm a huge egotist. Um, but really, I think other people deserve a little bit of credit. So I'll throw a breadcrumb to Ari, a small, very small one, that he did reignite my passion for writing prose. So uh, it's a little bit of everything for everybody, but I will note something. As Chris used a word that is uh, sort of emblematic of the way I work, as all of my editors know, is completely, utterly chaotic. I, I am unpredictable. I, I will, here, here what, what are we working on? Hold on. And I shoot an arrow in the air and I go, wherever it lands, that's what we're working on. So I am, I am as unpredictable as any, as, as probably more, and these guys guide me to completion on things because i'll just keep shooting arrows everything sounds fun so i think the reason comic book school is seeing the level of success it is because of the discipline of the the editors that you see here on the screen well that is super awesome we're almost out of time so let's throw out the social media stuff now so we can get to our final thoughts so we will start with chris you have social media people find out more about you comic book school and whatnot um, you guys can follow me on Instagram, uh, Tales Beyond. Um, on Facebook, Tales Beyond as well. That is my imprint. That's my label. I uh, started during the chaos of the end of the world. And uh, on Twitter, it is Live Tales Beyond. D? Uh, I'm actually D Alley on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on comicbookschool.com and comicbookschool forums as D Alley. Um, I also go by Redheaded Ed. Because those are my initials. I know it's a lot. I'm sorry. It's R E D H E A D E D E D double E D um, on Twitter. Hey, Ruben. Um, are you on uh, Instagram? I am on Redheaded Ed on Instagram, but somebody stole it. So it's all three. It's R 3 D H 3 A D 3 D 3 D. Hard to say over the radio. Strongly suggest you kept me on Twitter and then the link is there. <laughs> so you can reach me on twitter instagram facebook at the surreal ari 
Um, I'm also on comic book school forums. Um, I have my own website, aarubin.com as well. Um, and I did want to mention that on the comic book school forums, now we are having a cover contest for our latest anthology. So if you are an artist and you are interested in illustrating the cover for the next anthology, go to create.comicbookschool.com, sign up for the forums. And um, Chris actually has a post up there about all of the rules involved in that contest. Nice. So yeah. you're, you're the last one, buddy. You can find me at all places at Comic Book School on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and apparently on TikTok. Uh, all the kids are on there, and now I am too. But I think the most important place that you can find me is on the Comic Book School uh, message boards. Dominic is going to be joining as well. So we're all very excited uh, to pull the Pronto team into the message boards. Thanks for announcing that tonight, Dominic. You're welcome. Um, we appreciate your support. <laughs> news to me thank you all right so we we are almost out of time we have about three minutes to go so with 30 seconds or less we want to have your final thoughts so dominic pronto comics pronto comics pronto comics dominic definition man Ferrano. you have a final thought for us uh yes stay home and make comics not variants <laughs> ah that's nice that's nice shadow rabbit art you have a final thought for us um yeah, man, you know, just uh, take care of each other and yourself. You know, life life doesn't get any easier nice. ever. For those so, who can't know, see it, brave, he, treat he, So for those listening on the radio, you can go to our uh, YouTube page and you can see the items that he finished doing the uh, the star. Uh, what is it? What's the name of the star? Starreal? Starro. 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 He, he did the Starro. Yep. Um, buddy, final thought. 30 seconds or less. Make comics. Oh, that was quick. Chris, <laughs> final thought. Uh, buddy, you stole mine. Make comics. More. <laughs> and yes. follow Tales Beyond. Ha. There you go. There you go. Hey, Ruben, final thought. Well, I, I think just keep creating, make comics or whatever else you create. Comics, clay, writing, art, anything like that. And stay safe so that we can all meet up again um, at the various comic cons going forward. All right, D. final, final thought. Uh, I'm going to actually wrap up everybody's. And uh, I like Dominic's thing about stay home and make comics, not variants. So make variant covers instead. And then come join us on Comic Book School and uh, show us what you got. So my final thought is this. Thank you guys very much for being a guest on the show. We will obviously be following up with you. Uh, so that about does it for this week on the Came From the Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show. Tough. Go to our website, www.itcamefromradio.com. Listen to the archives in a week or so. Uh, make sure you guys go check out the East Metal Public Library. That's www.eastmetal.info. Once again, they have tons of free programs every single day. Our next live show will be on September the 8th. And we will have um, from comic book creator Achilles Yadel. Yep. Aha. So we will see you next time. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast. <laughs> <laughs>